0: The work that we are doing this year is to start a new solution called our CTI ecosystem, and that will allow our wider InsureTech space to plug into our existing solutions, and therefore be able to reach a much wider customer base quickly.
1: Another weekend and another podcast and many thanks to all of you for sending us your comments on the recent episodes we do love doing this but your feedback is most definitely our fuel and we're getting well into 2021 now almost 12 months since our last face-to-face evening event in the steel yard and you can check out the video on the homepage of the instec london website if you want to remember what those used to be like Well, we are missing those great discussions with people at our live events Uh, and even today we keep hearing from you who've made many of your best contacts through INSTEC London. But the show does go on. We've already spoken to people from over 200 companies this year to keep up to date on what's happening around the world from Australia to California via Europe and Asia. And we're checking in each month with our corporate members and we've also added 17 new companies as members already this year. Finally, if you haven't downloaded Robin's report on e-placing platforms, it's going down a storm and is available from our website. Matthew Grant here, partner at InState London, host of our podcast series and right now editor of our next report on location intelligence. This week, I'm talking to Arjun Ramdas. Arjun was recently appointed CEO of Charles Taylor InsurTech. That's the technology arm of parent company London-based Charles Taylor. We talk about some of the challenges the insurance market has, and particularly the wholesale and specialty market with poorly formed and intermittently available data and what is being done about it. Well, Lloyds and other insurance organisations are making initiatives to provide new tools and better ways to share data between insurance carriers, their MGAs and brokers, a key priority this year. And for example, it's a key part of the future of Lloyds. Charles Taylor provides one of the core tools for doing this with the recently renamed Delegated Data Manager, previously known as DA Under Arjun's leadership, the company is building out its platform and looking to partner with providers of data and analytics in order to expand its support for insurers around the world. So lots of topical themes and as ever, something for everyone in this one. Arjun, really delighted to speak to you on the podcast. You and I actually came across each other totally outside of insurance in a, a role-playing environment that we won't <laughs> go into here, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's great to be talking to you about business. Are you a keen podcast listener?
0: So first of all, uh, thank you, Matt. Thank, thanks for having me. Uh, again, uh, good to meet you in a di- completely different circumstance It's such a small world. Uh, and to answer your question, yes, I, I do, do listen to podcasts. I, I would say that I look at more of the video podcast than just the audio podcast.
1: Well, don't take it personally. This is going to be audio and not, not video because uh, podcast such a great way to reach people and they're doing other things. But just a bit about your background, first of all. So it's always great to see somebody's got a degree in engineering. That's where I started off my life. Uh, it's always fun to find people that come into the insurance space. Uh, and, and also for you, a relatively new CEO coming into Charles Taylor InsurTech. We're going to learn a bit more about what that means in a minute, formerly you were service practice lead for Microsoft Consulting. So yeah, it'd be really just interesting to hear when you made the decision to move across to Charles Taylor, what was it that took you from being part of a large well-known organization into a technology company? What it was that led you to make that decision?
0: For me personally, it was a relatively easy one. Uh, Charles Taylor has been a fantastic company with huge amount of experience in the insurance space. Uh, I worked for Microsoft, as you mentioned, and prior to that with Cognizant, and Charles Taylor is a, is a key client for both of them. And I just fell in love with the company as I went through the process.
1: Can you talk a little bit about, for those people that don't know Charles Taylor, within Charles Taylor InsurTech, uh, what is it is that you're doing as a business?
0: Charles Taylor is a company that is providing claim services, technology tools, uh, and a whole range of technical services to our clients across the global insurance value chain. We've got around 3,000 people across 120 cities, across 30 countries or so. Um, and we are organized as three businesses, as claim services, uh, insurance management, and insurtech. Uh, and insurtech is the business which I lead. Um, so Charles Taylor insuretech, which is my business, uh, essentially is uh, SaaS platforms and software products business. And we cater to uh, um, clients in the insurance space to ensure that they can digitally transform themselves using technology.
1: One of the areas that many people will be familiar with Charles Taylor InsureTech for is the application uh, formerly known as TIDE, also known as DA-SATS. Glad to see you've now managed to reduce the number of acronyms uh, and now renamed it as a delegated data manager or DDM. But can you just talk a little bit about what is that doing? And I see also recently you announced that the contract has been extended uh, with LIMOS, uh, which we should come back to in a minute because that is a lot of acronyms to take on board. But uh, yeah, it'd be useful to just talk about what's happening with the uh, delegated data manager and how that's helping people with the exchange of data and information.
0: So traditionally the London market's use of delegated data has been blighted by the lack of standardization and that ability to transfer data through the entirety of the insurance life cycle.
1: Delegated data, well, what's that all about then? Well, if you're not familiar with the inner workings of the London wholesale insurance market, chances are you may not know what Arjun is referring to. This delegated data is what is received from the companies, usually the MGAs or managing general agents, also known as cover holders, that are underwriting risks using capital from insurance companies. Those insurance companies have delegated the underwriting to the MGA. The MGAs need to send the data back to their insurers, many of which are in London, to show what they've written. That's the delegated data we're talking about. Unfortunately, it tends to come in in all sorts of different formats, frequently only once a month. And until this application, which is now called the DDM, or Delegated Data Manager, was introduced a few years ago, every insurer had to sort out the formatting of the data themselves. A real mess. Also, don't worry about LIMOS, which we referred to here. That's L-I-M-O-S-S. I'll come back to that in a minute.
0: So uh, what DDM does is essentially it allows for that standardization, that ability for different cover holders to provide data through their managing agency into a centralized platform, which provides that singular unified view of that entire delegated business. So it's a, it is a great initiative working across with the Limos, the different market groups, and with the Lloyds of London directly to ensure that all of the participants get the best value of the data that is there.
1: For those who aren't familiar with Limos, this is a six-letter acronym, which is the London Insurance Market Operations and Strategic Sourcing. So they're basically the body that works with organisations like yourselves, providing support for Lloyds. And I guess the first question in terms then of what's happening. With the DDM, is that just to Lloyd's or is it also supporting the the broader market?
0: Yeah, so uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a great point, Matt. Because uh, naturally, while our deal with Limos and Lloyd's gets a lot of press, uh, our idea is to ensure that our clients who are already on the Lloyd's side can also bring in their corporate market binders into the solution. Uh, the great work which Limos has done is to ensure that they've contractually negotiated for some of that pricing to be standardised. Uh, and offers that vehicle to ensure that uh, our clients who are already doing the work on the Lloyd side gets an added benefit of being able to manage their entire delegated business on a structured basis using the same platform, which hopefully allows them to gain more value for their efforts.
1: One of the aspects of what you're doing, Charles Taylor, is you've got clients across all parts of the network. You know, those organizations themselves are exchanging data between each other, part of a big network. But can you just talk a little bit about what would characterize the different types of clients that you're working with?
0: Yes. So we talked about Lloyds a lot. Um, So in the corporate market, we work with Aster. Uh, Outside of that, we work with Fidlis, Everest, uh, Guy Carpenter, Della, Shura, Gallagher, Willis. So a whole range of key customers across insurers, brokers, and of course, the core Lloyds marketplace itself.
1: And what's the balance globally? Because I know you you have some relationships out in, in Latin America, and I think you even acquired a company out there.
0: Around 50% of our revenues today come from our UK-based clients, and the remaining 50% comes from our global clients, majority of whom are based out of Latin America.
1: Your split of clients is a bit like our split of listeners for this podcast, 50% from the UK and 50% rest of the world, And I don't know exactly how many are out in Latin America. We do have a Uh, a little niche supporter group in Colombia. So hello to all our listeners from Colombia. Good to know you're supporting Latin America. Hello, Simon here. I run
0: the digital marketing for Instech London. I'm responsible for launching our podcast each week and writing up the edited highlights from each episode, which you can find on our website, instech.london. If you're enjoying this podcast and you'd like to hear more from Instech London, then we'd love to be able to send you our weekly newsletter. It goes out every Wednesday morning and covers the things we think you'll find interesting from around the world, both inside and outside of insurance. You can sign up on the website. Just look for the yellow box at the top of the homepage or click the link in the episode notes of this podcast. But for now, back to Matthew and Arjun.
1: My experience has been in the last couple of years, we're seeing a much bigger shift towards platforms as being the way to market. Insurance companies are realising it's really hard to work with startups, certainly, where there's a multi-year cycle before they really can start to produce product that can be embedded into the workflow. And platforms offer a great way to, to help on both sides, really, I think help insurance companies get access to new data and technology and help those new companies get to market pretty quickly. So you, can you just talk a little bit about what your your sort of platform strategy is or your partnership strategy is for Charles Taylor?
0: We see platforms as a key way by which clients can essentially get the entire technology, the service, the hosting, everything from one supplier without having them to manage the headaches of keeping things running. Uh, it's a great way by which they can essentially continuously get added functionality without having to specify it because you know other clients are doing it for them and they get the collective benefit of the entire IP in one go on a subscription basis. Um, so our strategy has been that we essentially have around uh, uh, 10 core products uh, within Charles Taylor InsurTech, and we are trying to move many of them into uh, a SaaS model to ensure that our clients not only have the option to buy the on-prem models uh, if in case they wanted it, because that's the way they always consumed it, uh, but at the same time they got the ability to get the SaaS subscriptions and switch into uh, much more of a platform-based approach of working with us.
1: Most people I think will be familiar with SaaS and on-prem, but not everybody will be. So just to explain, so the SaaS is basically where people are paying by usage, it's presumably it's cloud-based or they can access it remotely. Whereas on-prem is actually the old fashioned way that software used to be delivered. You had to install it locally or on, on local servers. Is that quite a difficult shift to make for you to move from on-prem to having everything deployed in SaaS?
0: It is not just about lifting your old technology and just placing it on Azure or any of the cloud services. It's about architecting it for a multi-client, multi tenant usage. Typically, what we try to look at is to ensure that we are able to offer the clients a total outcome-based contract, wherein they really don't need to worry about the degree of usage. The good news is we are not the first ones to do it. Uh, you know, Coming from Microsoft, they've actually made a leap into that SaaS world, and there are a lot of great learnings across different companies. And we've got some amazing partnerships with both um, Microsoft Azure, as well as with the Oracle Cloud for offering our clients the choice that they need.
1: And You mentioned multi-tenant in there, and as we're both engineers, we're allowed to get a bit technical, but I think it's also worth just talking about that a bit, because when people build technology, yeah, they can often overlook the fact, or certainly those who are buying technology can overlook the fact that if you're moving to a a cloud-based, a hosted platform, or or SaaS, that you've got multiple users using the same technology at the same time, and so multi-tenant is a really critical way of ensuring that when people come in, they're seeing their own version or instance of the application and you're actually able to separate the users in the back end which is what you're referring to by multi-tenanted.
0: Absolutely right so I would say it's it's a great way by which different clients can get the combined functionality but at the same time ensure that their data and their users are kept secure.
1: And then back on the platforms again uh, you've also got an application called Authority Hub can you talk a bit about that?
0: It's our brand new platform. It went live with our first pilot client last week. Uh, We hope to be working on a press release and issue the name of it soon. Uh, But in a sense, it really focuses on ensuring that clients can manage their delegated authority within their own business in terms of delegated limits for claims or underwriting on an automated basis, uh, completely connected up with their uh, HR or active directory internally in their systems to reduce their risk exposure, minimize any manual paperwork that they need, or prevent hundreds of Excel files or Word documents floating around to preserve this, which is which is what happens today.
1: Okay. Uh, so is it effectively a policy administration system, or is it going beyond that, or is it doing less
0: less than that? It is meant to integrate into the policy admin system. The main objective is to ensure that authority limits, whether it be for claims or underwriting, are managed. And in essence, Uh, people can essentially delegate their authorities to other team members within their hierarchy and manage the total exposure so that no one's writing out more business than what they should or approving more claims which crosses their limits. It doesn't process uh, underwriting or claims on its own. We had previously a product which we had within our um, Cti stable, but this has been a brand new product which we essentially built using some of the score ethos, but it's been built ground up on, on Azure um, and um, available as a subscription.
1: Okay, well, good. Something to, something to look out for. So you've got one client already signed up, and then presumably you must have had quite a high level of interest from either existing clients or potential clients for, for Charles Taylor to go ahead and invest in in building that out.
0: Absolutely. We see a huge demand. This is a when speaking with other clients, this is a challenge which they face. Especially on the basis of a higher amount of uh, regulatory scrutiny, having this done properly is one of the key objectives within any CRO's, um, you know, sort of top five uh, objectives for the year.
1: CRO, that's Chief Risk Officer.
0: Our early indications on the campaigns that we've we been running is very positive.
1: And you mentioned regulation in there. I mean, it's an area that people don't always realize is a big driver for new business or new products. I mean, in my experience, yeah, that's almost more compelling when you're looking at building new products because, whereas everything else is a choice in business regulation, you've got to follow regulation or you can't be in business. So products that are built around regulation tend to be don't done well, can be can be really successful. Um, but the other one, of course, I know is also a big area of focus for Charles Taylor and also is a really material in terms of how companies perform is, uh, is claims. You touched on it a bit there actually with Authority Hub on claims, but are you seeing things more broadly in, in terms of the claims handling process and, and helping people? I mean, it is part of the the focus just now of the future of Lloyd's. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming you're also tapped into you know, that area as well in terms of your future plans.
0: Claims is a huge area of focus for us within Charles Taylor. Um, Charles Taylor's wider business is well known for its loss-adjusting services, uh, third-party administration services, et cetera. From an insure tech standpoint, we already have a product called Trax, uh, which is more than 20 clients. In fact, we signed off uh, Fidless earlier on in this year um, that is adopted Trax. Uh, we process around £6 billion worth of claims annually through that platform. Uh, it's a SaaS platform available, which allows for the you know, claims analysts to manage the entire process, uh, and it writes back into the Lloyd systems automatically. So we are investing into a lot of technologies to ensure that uh, claims can be done better, faster, cheaper, and more efficiently without any fraud in the future.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting space. I mean, I, I think within that whole broad area of tech, which you know, my view is is pretty much everything insurance and tech today, uh, claims, I think according to a report Willis did last year, is only about 18% of the total investments. which given you know, how material it can be on saving money for an insurer, you know, obviously in the areas of looking for fraudulent claims or just making the whole process more efficient. You know, it's surprising to me that there's not more going on even than that 18%. So good to hear that's one of the things you're looking at. And then you were, uh, as Charles Taylor, acquired by a private equity firm, I'm thinking a couple of years ago now, you know, private equity firms tend to want to see a, quite a big return on their investment and are presumably driving you quite hard Uh, What does that mean in terms of looking for future investments and other people you might want to partner with?
0: So far, we've been extremely happy to have LMP as our private equity investor. Uh, And for us, what that means is that we now are really aggressive in terms of trying to expand and and, uh, essentially have new companies join the Charles Taylor brand. Uh, Since the time I joined, I believe that we already completed five acquisitions in this particular calendar year within CT InsurTech, uh, we have essentially taken full 100% ownership of the Tide platform, which underpins our solution for Lloyd's, uh, and we have also closed another transaction to take a partial stake in another company. Um, so that's the speed with which we are moving, just because of the uh, you know sort of the amount of uh, financial support, the uh, acquisition analysis, and other support that the private equity teams are bringing for us.
1: Excellent, and then. What about organizations that you might be looking for or might be considering you'd be a good home or partner for what they're offering? Uh, What's the best way for people to get to know the organization or to talk to your colleagues?
0: We are absolutely open for partnerships as far as I'm concerned. Uh, One of the key changes in our insurtech strategy going forward is to try to reduce the the hands-on implementation work that we're doing. And to focus more on our SaaS products and to work a lot more collaboratively with systems integrators and partners out there uh, so that our clients can get the best of our IP without our own implementation capacity being a bottleneck for that. Uh, so we really open up uh, for for business across the world. Uh, we are keen to forge as much partnerships as possible with, with SIS.
1: SIS, that's the system integrators, the companies that help with technology integration such as Deloitte, EY, PwC and others. Arjun also references IP, that's intellectual property.
0: From an introtech perspective, working with other startups and technology folks, uh, we see that um, our relationship currently with over 130 clients gives us a great space to provide technology in a much more unified and uh, secure way to customers. So we're keen to partner with other startups and IP vendors to ensure that we can put together with our IP, offer a much higher and more pronounced value to our customers. So um, part of the work that we are doing this year is to start a new solution called our CTI ecosystem, and that will allow our wider InsureTech space to plug into our existing solutions and therefore be able to reach a much wider customer base quickly.
1: That's uh, really interesting. How, so how do people, how should they find out more about that? Is that, is it through you or seemingly one of your colleagues that's actually going to be heading that up and people can learn more from?
0: Uh, at the moment, they can reach out to me. I'm setting up a brand new full-scale partner team to ensure that we've got somebody leading that whole partner motion for us. And I would expect that person would set up the organization with uh, partner managers and so forth to ensure that we have the right connections in. But for the moment, uh, happy for anyone to reach out to me directly or through to any of the, their contacts within Charles Taylor.
1: Excellent, well, be careful what you offer because our yes. listener base is growing all the time around the world. So we will hope to get some interesting companies approaching you uh, directly. And I should have mentioned earlier, actually, it sort of reminded me that um, this is actually the second interview we've done with Charles Taylor. So Tony Russell, who's your chief commercial officer, we spoke to back in April, 2019. For anybody else who wants to hear a bit more about Charles Taylor to, can take a listen to that one. But Arjun, we've covered a, a lot in there. Is there anything that we haven't spoken about that you'd like to, to talk about or any anything else we should uh, make sure people are aware of?
0: It's been a great uh, summary as far well as I'm concerned. As, a, as an organization, we are keen to build great platforms. We are keen to partner with others, are keen to work with our exciting client base and add on new clients across the world. Um, so it's really exciting times ahead. We are all, as you, are, I'm sure you are, and the listeners are, waiting for this lockdown to be lifted, for people to be safe and back in offices again to continue our dialogue, continue the innovation that is actually happening around this industry.
1: Yeah, well, I've given up asking people what their predictions are for when we're all going to get back together again because <laughs> <laughs> what do we know is is uh, we're not very good at forecasting that. Uh, well, Arjun, that's been, been great. And I guess just for anybody who's been wondering what exactly role play was and has got sort of weird ideas about us getting dressed up in costumes or something i, I probably should just add that it was in a uh, a business environment on a course when we were playing out in different roles and it was uh yeah, it was a great course and it's great to meet you then and uh, you know really wish you best of success in in charles taylor and looking forward to to working with you and again yeah thanks for all of your support
0: thank you matt and thanks to the insect team really really pleased to be here
1: If you want to learn more about Charles Taylor and SureTech, you'll see the links in the episode notes. Now, if you're not already talking to us at Instec London, we'd love to hear from you, whether you are an early stage company, a more established one, or an existing insurer anywhere in the world. Contact me, Matthew Grant, on LinkedIn, email us at hello at Instec.london, or sign up to our newsletter on the website www.instec.london and be part of a network of nearly 20,000 people.